This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 180 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one's dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts slash UFC. If this is the first time you've ever come across us, uh, you can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. Thank you so much for all the five-star reviews that are on there. I was reading them over the weekend and they brought a little tear to me Jap's eye, literally. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so you were masturbating while you were reading the reviews. What is wrong? Your ego is fucking out of control. When anybody bigs me up, I always have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay me a compliment because you know what I'm doing straight after it. <laughs> I'm fumbling for change in my pockets while you're complimenting me. <laughs> Where's Adam gone? Somebody's just paid him a compliment. <laughs> it, it happens that rarely, oh, you see. Dear. I've just got to take full advantage. It's a, it's a real high in my life, mate. It doesn't really happen that often. Anyway, uh, well, you kind of interrupted me there. Fightdisciples.com is where you can get all Android feeds and all on our social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Last week on the show, we said to you, right, pay attention to uh, the smaller fights. Pay attention to these fights that we slag off. Pay attention to the cards that we slag off. UFC 222. On last week's show, we were sat here going... There's only really one fight on there and everything else. I'm not really that bothered. There won't be any talking points coming off the back of it. You know what I mean? We'll just sit here and put our feet up and uh, we'll come back next week and big something else up. Oh, my days, we were wrong, weren't we? Having said that, though, the fight that we did big up, Mm -hmm. uh, with it being Frankie against Brian Ortega, the only fight that we're really interested in, whoa, man, that was serious tackle. Serious Mm -hmm. fight. If If you're a fan... On the outskirts, if you—I don't like to use the word casual fan. If you—if you're just a, a sports fan that maybe dips in and, every, and now every to our podcast, Brian Ortega, Frankie Edgar, Google it. Try and get yourself a feed of it. Go and watch it. It's absolutely outrageous. Well, the finishes anyway. Oh yeah, man! You just set them up with the elbow. Were you having a wank then? Were you? Oh. Just the way that you came in, then you went. Oh yeah, oh, man! Jesus! Nobody's paid you a compliment yet. Calm down. It's it's. Do you know what? Because Frankie's never been stopped before as well. It just made it all the more like sensational Brian Ortega has arrived and for anyone that knows you know Frankie Edgar was supposed to be fighting Max Holloway for the UFC featherweight title on this card on Saturday night Mm. but Max Holloway gets ill instead of scrapping the fight they bring in Brian Ortega who's a kid who's on an undefeated tier in mixed martial arts and you know straight away you're like wow all the credit in the world to Frankie Edgar accepting a fight against the guy who's basically 30 no need to take the fight undefeated in 14 fights, whatever he was. No need to take it, but he's like, he's Frankie Edgar, man. He's a fucking Hall of Fame legend. So he's like, yeah, man, I'll take it. I'll fight the kid that nobody wants to fight. Mm. But you know what? Sometimes these fighters need protecting from themselves. Mm. And it was an absolutely outstanding performance from Brian Ortega, you know. Left left elbow to set it up, and then the uppercut finish. He took him clean off his feet. Absolutely. But you know what? Watching the fight, I'm like... It was like a small... It was a small version of Ngannou. That was what the knockout was like. It was fucking ridiculous. This was basically a final eliminator for the featherweight belt, obviously, because this was supposed to be a title fight. But I'm watching the fight start, and I'm like, how the fuck was Frankie Edgar lightweight champion? Yeah. Because he's the smallest featherweight yeah. As Ortega looked massive. Ortega, he looked a weight division above him. Ortega weighed in uh, 164 pounds on fight day. As he was making his ring walk, he was 164 pounds. That's 20 pounds over. Yeah. So, And you better believe Frankie was probably about 150, 152 or something <sighs> like that. He did look massive, man, yeah. He looked huge. It, th- th- that's the thing. I, Frankie's always said as well, I could probably do bantam, but just can't be asked. 
I could probably do bantamweight. You know, he was the lightweight champ. He was the established lightweight champ. Uh, had some incredible wars at lightweight. And then he was like, oh, go on, then I'll go down to featherweight. Because UFC were like, go down, you'll be even better. He's come down to featherweight. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Frankie at bantamweight before his career ends. Because there's a lot of fight in him. Listen, this is mixed martial arts. You know, he got caught. He got finished. By a finish, it's the first time it's That'd ever happened nice. in Frankie's career. Frankie against TJ, Frankie against Cody. I'd like to see nice Frankie go down. There, Frankie against Dominic Cruz as a belt yeah. of the fight. Mm. I w- I'd like to see him go down uh, and continue his career at bantamweight, just because the I say there's some super exciting fights for him down there. But you know, it is it is what it is. He was the number one contender. He's beat, beat by one of the guys that have been snapping at his heels. Ortega now goes straight into the Holloway fight, and he richly deserves that opportunity. <laughs> But uh, check this out, man! What a way to do it, though. Check this what a out. statement. That See, is. You mentioned Max there, right? Uh, and he was uh, the one thing that I love about the UFC more over boxing is that when there's fights on, especially if you're on social media, if you you can follow the way that everybody feels about a fight on social media, a lot of the fighters they love the sport and therefore are watching other fighters. You kind of get with boxing that there's only the odd one or two that are really invested in it. You know what I mean? On yeah. fight night and get involved on the on the text. Um, UFC guys. So, for example, Max Holloway, he's the champ. He's out. He's supposed to be on this fight, right? So, Max Holloway tweets stri- directly after the fight. You had nothing to gain from taking that fight, Frankie Edgar. But you took it. You defended what you already earned. There's no belt for sacrificing everything. But true fans and Jersey, where he's from, knows no belt can outshine what you bring to the sport. Chin up. Class, yeah, absolute class. Yeah, let's um, let's Connor. compare that to Conor McGregor, right? So Conor's on there as well, having a little bit of a tweet. Frankie's career deserved for that to be against me tonight. Respect, Frankie. Love and respect always. A true fighter's fighter. So hang on a minute, right? You're paying the guy, but that was like a backhanded compliment. So basically, <laughs> you're making it still all about yourself. Connor, listen, if you're going to get knocked out like that, you it might as well get knocked me. out against me because you're going to get paid a shitload more. That's basically where he's going with that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that Connor's back on the old uh, Twitter and Instagram giving people shit, yeah. starting to make the fight rhetoric rather than talking about Gucci and stuff like that. It's good to see. Yeah, I am kind of gutted for Frankie as well because I kind of agree with Connor in some regards. <laughs> if you're going to get beat, if you're going to get knocked out for the first time in your career, you want it to be in a career high payday. And uh, you know, I can guarantee this was not a career high payday for him. Um, By the way, um, Connor is also tweeting that tweet because he was making reference that he was the person that offered to step in last yeah. minute in order to fight against Frankie. That's Up why he's doing 165. it. 165. Bear in mind, this fight was at 145. Not case. Or uh, UFC 222, which was yeah. confirmed, by the way, by uh, Dana White in the post-match uh, press conference. He confirmed that Connor did make the call, even though there's been loads of chat off the back of Connor's uh, Instagram post where Frankie's yeah. saying it's a load of bollocks. No, Dana came out and he said, I did get the call of Connor. Connor did offer to step in last minute in order to make that fight. So there you go. Yeah. The champ, champ. At 165. Yeah, but I don't care. The champ, champ is coming, baby. I'll step in and fight the featherweight number one contender up at basically what's welterweight. Crazy, isn't he? He is crazy. But you know what? Hmm. I don't think it does anything in terms of Frankie Edgar's legacy. I think his legacy in this sport is short. If anything, taking the fight and the respect he's been getting there, he deserves it. Uh, Ortega was always going to be a dangerous fight for him. I just don't think anyone imagined that Ortega had that, you know, uh, that boxing finish ability. You know, he's only got a couple of knockouts in his career. He's a submission fighter. This guy's a, he's like the new Gracie. You know, the Gracies who dominated yeah, yeah, this yeah. sport in the early days. Well, this kid is a Gracie black belt, you know, and he has the Gracies in his corner and everything else. So he's kind of like a throwback to the old Brazilian jiu-jitsu masters who are going to come in and take over the sport. 
But what he's proven is he's got heavy hands along the way as <sighs> well. So if you stand with him, you're going to get knocked out. If you hit the ground with him, fucking forget about it. The kid's mm. a jiu-jitsu whiz. Now, after uh, you, you watch that knockout, did you continue watching the broadcast? No. I want to continue watching it for. That was the main event. I would be very interested if you are listening to this show now and you're a regular fight disciple. I literally, listen, I got in. I got back from, I went to match to watch Liverpool. I walked through my front door at like, what, 7.30 on the dot. Watch the boxing. Bang, boxing's on straight away. Yeah. You know, um, and I sat there, watched all the boxing. Then I watched more boxing. Then I watched some more boxing. Then I watched the UFC. So I, I, I did 10 hours straight Good lad. of fight sports at the weekend. Mm. And I got all the way till... Ortega. Five past five in the morning when Ortega knocked out Frankie Edgar and I literally stood up, turned my telly off and went to bed. Now, the reason why we're making that reference, I'd be interested to know, if you're a regular fight disciple, you listen to us on a week-by-week basis, how many stayed up to watch Cyborg? How many people stayed up to watch... Past Frankie Edgar Ortega? Yeah, just, just give us a tweet, at Fight Disciples. If you were one of... There's no shame in it. Listen, nope. you're a hardcore fan. But we would class ourselves as hardcore fans. And we didn't fuck. I haven't even watched the fight. No, neither have I. I haven't watched the replay. I've watched hi- the, like the highlights that come through on my on my social yeah. media feed. That's uh, all I've listen, watched. Listen, I, I think it was Sunday night. I was reading something, and then you know, obviously, I, I'd seen what the inevitable cyborg had stopped the girl, um, and I had a quick look at what round it was. And what, well, actually, do you know what I looked at? Kunyat Sire's interview. Kunya, a, a transcription of Kunyat Sire's interview where she said, "Well, you know, I'm really only a bantamweight," and I thought, "Well, fucking." Join the queue of every other fucking girl that gets fed to Chris Cyborg. It's lambs to the slaughter. I've got no interest in watching it. I love fight sports because it's competitive. I love the UFC because mm. every fucking fight's competitive. I keep Chris Cyborg is not in competitive. Fights. Exactly. I keep having arguments with MMA journalists about this that come and do uh, various bits on radio shows that I do. And I, again, I'm, I'm the same rhetoric that we have on Fight Disciples. I have the same rhetoric there where I'm saying I'm not interested in what Cyborg's doing. I couldn't give a fuck what Cyborg's doing because they're not competitive. There aren't any legit. Uh, girls out there at 145 pounds in, in, in order to give her a proper challenge. I don't give a shit. And they're all going, yeah, but there is no yeah, but. Nope. There is no yeah, but. Zero interest. Absolutely no interest. It's impossible to compare her as, as like, you know, you well, can't say she's the pound for pound. No. Because she's fighting and she's, there's no there's no weight division. There's only four girls registered as being Well, look at what they're doing now. They're now thinking, right, we need to get Amanda Nunes to move up in order to fight it. Now, li- listen, Nunes is a killer. But ten, another 10 pounds on? Yeah. Come on, man. What's, you know, you need to find some seriously big lasses in order to get down. You want someone boiling down to 145 to fight her. That's what yeah. you want. And the problem is there's and no... Th- there ain't anybody out there. There's, there's nobody out there to do that. So that's why nobody gives a fuck. That's why when you ha- stick her up there to headline, yeah. and fair enough, it's not her fault because it was supposed to be Holloway and Edgar as the, as the main event. Of course yeah. it was. We know that she was kind of saving the show being... Uh, the headline act. Yeah. But I didn't give a shit. No. I don't get inspired when I see Cyborg's name on a card at all. Not bothered. No. According to the Las Vegas payout as well, Chris Cyborg gets half a million a fight. Why? Why are the UFC paying a half a million a fight? Frankie Edgar and Brian Ortega combined were paid $400,000. Yet, paying Chris Cyborg $500,000. Now, I know it's part of this is probably because she came in at late notice and they but she's fighting girls who've never fought in the UFC before mm. girls who've never been on a stage anywhere near this big before mm. they were getting brought in just to lose to Chris Cyborg who the fuck are they trying to kid mm. like, we as fans are not stupid I am not stupid I will not I'd stayed up from I'd stayed up till fucking five o'clock in the morning and I knew it would finish early because I knew the girl was mismatched yet as a fan I thought you know what do I want to stay up 15 more minutes? Bear in mind I've won watching fights for 10 hours straight. Do I want to watch 15 more minutes 
to see Chris Cyborg, the so-called greatest female fighter? No, because she's a bully and she's got no one to fight against. It's lambs to the slaughter. Mm. I'm not interested. I am fucking not interested in Chris Cyborg's career. I've said it before, I'll say it again. She shouldn't be in the UFC. We don't need a women's featherweight division. There's no bodies for it. It's not competitive. It's like taking someone out the fucking Vauxhall Conference and dropping them in the Champions League fucking game. It's not, there's no point. He's got no business being there. Passionate about it, aren't you? It just... It, nah, you are right, mate. At the end of the day... It does nothing for well, me, the, Exactly, the it, reason... It devalues the UFC, in my the, opinion. That's where it we're going It devalues the UFC. Yeah. I'll go that far. Because if you're bigging her up as the superstar, you tune in and you think to yourself, well, what was that all about? Exactly. Then you're going to turn off and not come back and watch other fights. Exactly. For example, you might be sold on the main event. You watch that as the main event. And then you think, oh, I won't watch anything else. Whereas the core main event was an absolute killer yeah. fight. There's some decent fights on the undercard as well. I mean, what did you make of all the uh, Lombard stuff with a shot after the bell and the geezer that uh, didn't fancy uh, continuing yeah. the fight? Uh, watching, it, watching it live, I was disappointed. And initially, I was disappointed in CB Dolloway because I was a bit like, you know, come on, it's a fight. Um, then on reflection, I was like, oh, fucking hell. The, you know, the referee kind of did no one any favours because he's, he's standing on the outside going, stop. Stop! Rather than most referees, jump you know, in the middle. They, they'll see the exchange. They'll hear the klaxon. Ten seconds to go. If you watch Mark Goddard or he's any of those on guys, on his toes. as soon as he hears that klaxon, Goddard's on top of it. You know, he's as close as the fighters are, and he's waiting. And as soon as the bell goes, he will scream stop. But he'll throw an arm between them as well, or he, he might even push a guy off. I've seen yeah, him do he does. that before. Yeah, he, does. Yeah, he, does. he will physically stop the fight. Now, if you look at the Unified Rules, I had a little look uh, this morning before we recorded the show. In the Unified Rules, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> it says you have to stop when the referee says stop. The, the, the klaxon, uh, sorry, the, the bell is there to say end of the round. The referee has to say, say stop as well. Do you, know, so, do, you know, do you know what it's like? Do you remember when you were at school and then the bell used to go for the end of school? Yeah. And then your teacher would go, that bell's for, for me. me. Yeah. <laughs> that bell's for me. It's not for you. Sit yourself down. <laughs> Homework tonight. You're not going anywhere. Right, you come and see me after class. Yeah. Catterall. All that type of stuff. <laughs> Basically, that's what it is, isn't it? Kind of. It, it's a, it's, it's a, kind of. But there's no there's no physicality. This, in this unified rules, it doesn't say when the referee jumps between you, when the referee pushes you off. It does say vo- it's, vo- it's a vocal thing. That okay. Says. When he says stop, you've got to stop. Um. So that kind of pushes the blame away from the referee then, although I still kind of go, you should have just fucking jumped in there and, and, and physically gone, that bell, whoa! No, I want him to go, that bell's for me, yeah. carry on! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so It's over, there you go. Obviously, we're trying to get a... <coughs> for those that haven't seen this fight, by the way, yeah, I'm there, to... there were shots after the bell, and then, then, it's, uh, and then the fight is finished after the hooter, after the <laughs> <laughs> Nick's just dying oh, in the corner. So, the, the, fly, so yeah. the fight is finished after the hooter. CB Dolloway turned around and said, I can't continue the fight, so therefore the fight is end, ended there and then. Which was, And it was matching up to be a decent little knock. Yeah. You know, listen, Lombard, proven drug cheat. We, we change our rhetoric all the time, don't we? We, we should be against them anyway, because we're yeah, against... I think we have a different opinion when we're doing boxing compared <laughs> to UFC, because I think we've grown up with UFC being absolutely Riddled, full of it, and, and now it, we're trying to wean it out. Exactly, so it's a bit of more of a gradual process. Yeah. But watching the replay, I'm like, listen, Lombard has drilled a combination to throw that left-right hand, right-left, whatever it was, that two-punch combination... Yeah, yeah. As a body kick lands, you'd see it because throughout the first round, every time Dolloway threw a body kick, he could he countered with that double combination yeah. straight away. It was robotic, exactly. So, if you watch the replay, Dolloway's kick pretty much lands right on the bell. So, 
So he's automatically programmed himself in training to throw that combination as soon as that body kick hits him. Yeah, yeah. So Lombard's committed to throwing it now. I don't know. For, for me, the disqualification by the book is right. Mm-hmm. I just thought watching it live, I was a bit like, oh man, you can't disqualify the guy for that. He was he was in mid flow. Plus, we've seen fucking people hit after the bell before and never be punished. Mm. Remember that fight with uh, was it Holly Holm and Durandame? Yeah. And Durandame hit her with about six shots after the bell, after every fucking round, yeah, yeah. and got away with it. Did she get away with it because she never dropped Holly Holm onto her ass? And is this different because Holloway, uh, Dolloway landed on his arse and then was like, oh, I'm fucking all over the place did now. Did she get away with it? Because is that Holly, difference? Yeah, because Holly Holm was nails and she did take a whack, a proper whack Yeah, but Holly Holm fight. lost that fight. Yeah, but she carried on. Yeah, she yeah. took a proper whack and carried on because she's got big balls. So is that the difference? So yeah, do, yeah. do we need to go down the route of fucking Premier League footballers now? And if someone hits you after bell, you dive on the floor and start rolling around to take advantage of the rule? Or... You know, Holly Holm then was penalised, wasn't she, for, for continuing? Honesty, for she should have gone, yeah. wow, you've hit me after the bell twice now, I'm not continuing now, wow, my nose has gone, my eyesight's gone, she just needs to be disqualified. In fact, Holly Holm went, no, no, come on, let's continue, fuck it, it's a fight. Dolloway, listen, it's hard to, I, I don't want to pick on the CB Dolloway because I know the kid, he's a nice lad, and if he said he wasn't fit to continue, he wasn't fit to continue, but the rules have got to be there for everyone. Yeah. If the if he, if he get hit after the bell, it's got to be a, a, an automatic disqualification, regardless of where you are. This variation of the rule set isn't fair because as you say the random may took advantage of this and didn't get punished Lombard does it he gets completely punished mm. so I don't know I think again listen we're two decades into this sport really we're still finding our feet we still need to iron these things out but I felt a little bit for Lombard uh, at the weekend um but it is what it is, man. I guess mm. he landed after the bell, so shit happens. Um, I know that you sat there waiting for us to start talking John Jones. We're going to do it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll finish with John Jones. Yeah. Um, I just want to give you a, a few little updates. Nice to see Darren Till tweeting again over the weekend, saying that he's fit, back in full camp. I know that we keep up to date with him on a regular basis, so we kind of knew that he was back in full camp, but it's good to see him out there now starting to make the noise once again. Yeah. He's back, he's fit, he's ready for anybody in the welterweight division, but I did like the tweet that he put out that, Wonderboy's name was in capital letters, whereas everybody else's name um, was in uh, just normal lowercase. Yeah, we There's talked only about one this last... fight we want, baby. Exactly. We talked about bring this on last the karate week. kid, bring on Wonderman. We talked about it last week at some length, and me, me, me rhetoric hasn't changed at all. I seen John Kavanagh has popped up again saying, "Let's make it the main event for UFC Dublin." Uh, Listen, I spoke to Dan about it. He would take that fight. He would take that fight all day. He thinks he walks over. But what's the Gunny point? Nelson. What's the point, man? It gets you're not, him no closer. You're not does on the Dan, rise. You're not Dan on the no rise favors. anymore. You're not on the rise anymore. You're at a stage now where it is. It's kind of crucial. Your yeah, matchmaking yeah. is crucial. It's very important. Your matchmaking. When you're starting out, yeah, fucking stick him in with anybody. Let's nail anybody. Whatever. Yeah. And if this is last year, the Gunny Nelson fight makes sense. Absolutely. It's not last year though. No. He's just knocked out Donald Cerrone, who's on a who's on a par, maybe even ahead of uh, Gunny Nelson. So what is the, so what is the point of making the fight? There is no point. No, there's no. point. He's on a lose lose. Exactly. There's there's no point whatsoever, and it does nothing for his American profile. We said this last week. He needs to fight in America to show the Americans how good he is to build up the fight with Tyron. Woodley. That's got to happen. So fight in Dublin on another fight night card in Europe does nothing whatsoever for Darren Till's, not only his profile but certainly for his career trajectory in terms of getting this title shot sorted before the end of the year or inside the next 12 months, does nothing for him. Mm. So, you know, <clears throat> I can't. I still I still absolutely can't see it happening. I think if, if, the, if the UFC rang Darren Till today and said Gunny Nelson in Dublin, he would take it. 100% he would take it. But the UFC need to be a bit shrewder and they need to 
keep pushing this Wonder Man fight because that's the fight that can we need this welterweight division. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's all on lockdown because Tyron Woodley is injured, not prepared to fight, chasing fantasy fights. They need someone to go fucking bang, I'm here, give me that, give me the title. We haven't got that at the moment. He's beaten all these veterans who are just below him. Yes, RDA's probably is next in line, but if we can get a Darren we if 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 the sport can get a Darren Till in against Wonderboy and he does a number, oh Wonderboy does a number on Till, then give him the mic and go. I'm going to be ringside when he fights RDA. I'm going to fucking... The third time, it will never happen again. I'm going to crucify him or whatever. Or Darren Till wins. Then, of course, Darren Till's like, fuck RDA, come and fight me. Kind of did it. You can talk You can talk your way into the big fights. The UFC is and in the big talk. fight business. He will talk Of course it. he is. So, listen, all respect in the world to John Kavanagh. I get why he's doing it. He's trying to keep his guy relevant. It's not the right fight. Far from the right fight. But I just think... The UFC need to look at this sensibly. Why Why send Darren Till to Dublin? Absolutely. Mate, they need to look at it from a business point of view because they don't right. have any superstars. I know. Go. You've got a guy there waiting. You have got... I know that this is going to big him up a little bit too much. You've got the next Conor McGregor waiting for you. Absolutely waiting for you. The guy could become a world champion and he'll talk the talk, multilingual, looks the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get him on the chat shows, you get him on the radio shows, you get him on the podcasts. He's absolutely soundbite heaven, isn't he? Absolute soundbite heaven. And he backs it up. Backs yeah. it up because he knocks dudes out. He's not one of these dudes that's spending his time on the mat. Not that he can't. He can, yeah. but he doesn't need to. He's no. knocking dudes out. That excites fans. That's bring eyes to the sport. And they kind of need that new European superstar, don't they, to come yeah. through. If Connor's not going to be fighting, they need that big European superstar to go over to the States and fucking carry the whole thing on his back. Darren Till's the guy. Yep. So market him right, put him in the right fight. And as you keep calling him Wonder Man, that is 100% the right fight. And then yep. the next fight is Tyrone or Tyrone versus the uh, Tyrone RDA oh, winner. 100%, that needs to be made. Um, I noticed uh, that the best looking man in the UFC has got himself a new modelling contract. Yeah, the model himself. Christ, have you seen the advert as well? Looks he he looks the part, to be fair. He's a handsome bastard, isn't he? Is, he? Isn't he? He's a dickhead. You know, he may not be able to win anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Christ almighty, he uh, he knows how to sell some fucking aftershave, doesn't he? WME IMG is working out for Luke Rockhold, just, just in case. Uh, just in case. He may not be working out inside the octagon. No. But outside the octagon, that shit is paying. He, do, yeah, he doesn't need to knock anybody out anymore because if you're the face of Ralph Lauren... Um, it's just a fragrance, isn't it? I think he's the Ralph, just uh, a fragrance, Ralph Lauren is, fragrance model. Yeah. Is, uh, is, uh, it's is not a bad gig, though, kid. What a gig it's that is. He gig. can't be getting punched in the face anytime soon if he's doing, uh, if he's doing uh, those yeah. type of gigs, is it? You know what? What does that say, though, for um, the transition of the UFC into the mainstream market? It's a big, big move, that, isn't it? To have a, a UFC superstar as a Ralph Lauren model. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we've seen big moves like that before. You know, when uh, when when Anderson Silva, uh, John Jones first brought Nike to the table. Obviously, we know he, he ultimately fucked that up in a, in a royal way. And, John Jones in, fucks him up in pure nah, John mate. Jones style, nah, like man. he usually does. So we have seen some blue chip companies come in and get involved with UFC fighters, and we've seen UFC fighters star in Hollywood movies. We've seen them in TV shows and stuff like that. But a you, worldwide fragrance campaign for absolutely a, a and a model as well like for that. modeling. You know, different yeah. because most of these TV and movie appearances they're either bad guys action yeah. heroes or playing themselves yeah, they're, yeah. they're in a lot of TV shows he's playing not doing themselves. it he's just looking good oh he's just a handsome motherfucker yeah exactly it, it, listen 
his ego's out of control anyway. <sighs> so I can only imagine what it's like now. Them, uh, Christ almighty. Them uh, pop idol pop stars will be going to be getting absolutely smashed to bits, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely. Demi Lovato's well, second. She was, she was cage side on Saturday, course, Demi Lovato. Of course she was. Yeah, no. Of course which, she uh, was. And the window UFC pipes running through air right now. <laughs> Probably a lot of them. She might have been like the winnings. The winnings for one of the fights. Is that part of the check? Yeah, Is that part, the part, of, yeah, part yeah. of the deal. You get a bit of Debbie. I think she's. Uh, I think she's desperate for a UFC champion. Mm. So she's kind of working her way through the sport. She might have had an eye on, Dan, on Brian Ortega at the weekend. You know. Mm. Um, just in case you are tuning in and you're connected to Demi Lovato in any way, shape or form, or maybe you're Demi Lovato's real uh, boyfriend, uh, we like to distance ourselves from those comments made on the on the podcast. It's just jest. Yeah. It's just humour. We don't mean it. But she has gone through quite a few. Uh, Absolutely. UFC. <laughs> Absolutely. They call, it, they call it a bit the octagon. Boom, boom. Dirt. Absolute <laughs> dirt. Let's talk John Jones, man, because he's uh, been all over. He's uh, a stupid motherfucker. Mate, um, obviously, Jones is currently out serving a suspension um, for uh, getting popped once again after the uh, Daniel Cormier second fight, right? Yeah. So he's out. He's out of the octagon. Last week was his hearing, right? So this is his... California State Athletic yeah, Commission hearing. So, right, there's going to be several hearings here, right? But this is his Californian hearing. He rocks up, there's Johnny Bones Jones. And normally, in a hearing like that, you get some top guy to look after you, speak for you, uh, and look after you. In the court of law, you'd have some serious representatives to make you and paint the very best picture of you, Yeah. yeah? Jones goes in there, sits down, answers a lot of questions. Makes the matter a whole lot worse. Absolutely makes it worse. You think to yourself, right, John, this is your time now, right? Yep. Make sure you've got your story straight. Make sure you've got everything fucking nailed on. Sunshine. Got your excuse ready. Just, and, and stick to the same story and make yep. sure everything's rock and roll. Yeah. He goes in there and it was like, I want you to fucking throw me out. It's basically yep. what he was doing. It was absolute car crash, wasn't it? Absolutely. Watching it, I watched it, I watched it live on a stream and I was just like, what are you doing, John? What, what the fuck is going on? Like, because all the noises running up to it, we're, ah, it's going to get a slap on the wrist. Like we've, we've, it's not. It's going to be fine. He's going to be fighting again soon. And so you thought, okay, they've obviously got a explanation. Mm. They've got proof, and they've got scientists, and they've got this guy, and that guy's coming in, going, "Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, you know, I, I fucking took a slash in John's water bottle, and you know, I was on the juice, and blah blah." And you, you thought he had something because of the noises they were making, and even the UFC. We're making noises. Jeff mm, Levitsky mm. was making noises. You know, uh, yeah, it's going to get sorted out. And then he goes into this, like, hearing and had nothing. He had no defence. He had no... He, all, his, his whole defence was, it wasn't me, honest. Like, that was it. it was, there was no, like, oh, here's the bottle. This might be the explanation. Yeah. This is what it must have been. You know, there was no evidence whatsoever. It was just literally him going, wasn't me, honest. Science has let me down or something. Yeah, it was just like, oh, wait a minute. You, 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 you fail the test, mate. You, you can't fall on that. Yeah, but to go, ah, it wasn't me, you know, honestly, believe me, it wasn't me. Yeah, you can't do that because you've fucked up three or four times already. Yeah. You've ran away, you've, you've, you've crashed your fucking car into a pregnant woman's car and ran away and left her to fend for herself. You've failed drug tests before because of a tainted supplement. You've, done, you've proven yourself to be an untrustworthy pe- member of society. You cannot go into a... Hearing a tribunal, if you like, and go, oh, trust me, guys, it wasn't me. You can't do it. You've got no grounds for that. When he said, when he said it initially, when it first came out at the start of that chat, I thought somebody, maybe from his team, or something was going to come forward and said, take the rap. I thought somebody was going to take it, take the shot for him. Yeah, I don't think he 
No, he really is just like blowing hot air up yeah. this person's ass. But there was ass. no like, you know, obviously the emphasis was there was a f- no fail test, no fail test. But in the middle, there was a fail test. Mm. But there was no like, uh, well, the test in the middle, the circumstances there was, you know, John had had a wank canal before or he drank 24 cups of coffee or we went to this coffee shop or someone someone bought him an energy drink that we didn't know where it was yeah, from. Yeah, it was just, there we, was, don't, we was don't nothing. Know. We don't know. There was nothing. There was no like, it's not like he's gone away and for the last six months thought, fuck, my entire career's on the line here. I've got to investigate everybody around me and everything around me. And then go into this tribunal and go, okay, listen, I've done nothing but fucking sweat tears over this for the last six months. My only reasoning could be X, Y, and just try and try and offer some kind yeah, of. Yeah. But the and, and, the, I, and then when the absolute you know what it was, it was arrogance. That's yeah, yeah. what fucking drove me insane. Thought mm. you, you listen, I love John Jones, but you arrogant piece of shit. And then when uh, they asked him about signing that contract in order to participate in those random drug tests, he goes, Yeah, I didn't sign it. Somebody else signed it. Yeah, I'm like. What? I remember the management team took part in that and they, and they, and they signed my signature. So, <gasps> so, John, you're saying someone forged your signature? Exactly. Yeah, I am. I mean, how, ma- how dumb are you? His manager. You fucking stupid. His fuck. manager, Malky Cowers, sitting right behind John while all this is happening. So, the foot, the camera angle, and John's going, yeah, it was a forged signature. And Malky Cowers sitting right behind him. And I'm like, okay. Uh, was that a legal document? Because if that was a legal document, should Malky Cow be arrested? <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's, the problem is, John Jones is clearly a fuck-up. The people around him are clearly fuck-ups. You, you couldn't actually write it, could you? No, it's, it, it's ridiculous. And you know what? This is, the, uh, this is what upsets me about the arrogance of it. John Jones' entire career is on the line here. Is it career? Because if they give him a four-year ban, he's fucked. He's finished. Mm. So, over the last six months, he should have sat with his family and his, and his listeners, two brothers are professional American footballers. You know, it's not like they're short of a penny. Right? They should have brought in a third party legal team. Yeah. What's go, the best way that we deal with this? And they could have and they done what? And from the sounds of it, and the California committee people, they even said, Why have you got that management? Like, basically, what the fuck are you doing with your career? Yeah. Your management's are fucking it up. They even said that. So, why didn't this not happen? So, John Jones should have gone into that with one. A fucking crack legal team yeah. behind them. We've sacked our management team because Got of X, Y, and Z. Malky Cow was gone. Yeah. Management team gone. They fucked it up. They forged my signature. They did this. They did that. They made the wrong deals. I was with the wrong associated brands. I was there. They did, they never made sure I was training. They didn't do their job. Negli- and, and fucking push it back on them. And that way you kind of go, okay, he's, he's made changes. And he's taken action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead they went, why are you with the management? And he... He said something about, you know, why are you with that management team or don't you think you should change your management team? And his response was, yeah, maybe. And he went, only joking. I was like, no, no, they're not joking, John. Your management team are fucking shit. They've left you out to dry and you're standing there like a dickhead with your cock in your hand. Mm. It's like, what, what are you just doing? That, that's what upset me more than anything. It was like, I went into it. That he didn't get the level of, of importance of the conversation. Absolutely. And that, that's down to arrogance. And, you but know. Not, and stupidity. You're Who, fucking dumb. Dana White's getting his picture taken with Brock Lesnar in a UFC t-shirt the week of the fucking tribunal. I was like, oh, here we go, okay. John gets a slap on the wrists. John fights Brock in July on the on the uh, Stipe Cormier card. Fucking hell. See it all coming. Whoever wins that fights with the heavyweight belt against whoever wins that. And oh, bloody hell, the UFC, they're not daft. Well, I'm sorry, UFC, you guys aren't daft. Dana's certainly not daft. But John Jones is daft as fuck. And his management team are daft. And that's what I was watching it going, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get 
how important this is. Mm. So he's currently had his licence revoked. He's had that suspended. He's allowed yeah. to reapply for it in August, but it's all depending. He can only reapply if his USADA suspension yeah. is up. So but, it's on USADA to yeah, suspend Yeah, but that. there is no date for USADA at this moment in time. So he can reapply for it. USADA knock it back. And then obviously they've got to do sort out yeah, what they want to do with John Jones. Yeah. It's just a mess, man. Like you say, USADA could come back and just it's say, do from it? Fuck this shit. He's all the other. Was it a 12 month ban or a two year ban he had? Yeah, well, first time yeah. around from USADA or whatever it was? I think it was two years re- reduced to a year. So they can't give him anything less than two years. Because we've seen his defence. It was a fucking debacle. <laughs> Some, you know, it was described to me as the shaggy defence. It wasn't me. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't me. The shaggy defence. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And listen, the sport's, the sport's not the same without him. He's the best fighter in the sport. The sport is getting damaged because he's not in it, because he's such a superstar. But at the end of the day, rules are there for everyone. And if the guy has got, whether it was tainted or not, you can't you can't use the same excuse twice. You know what I mean? Fool me once. What's that saying? Fool me once. Shame on shame on me. Fool me. Shame on shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. You you can't let him use the tainted supplement line again. Poor John. This is this is it. This was him literally walking into the courtroom. It's his new it's his new walkout music. John, um, can you uh, give us some explanation uh, to the tainted supplement and how these raised levels of testosterone ended up in your body? Wasn't me. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a good one, that actually. Yeah. The shaggy defense. It wasn't me. Sad. That doesn't Absolutely pass. Sad. That, that it doesn't. Ju- doesn't it wash. D- it really doesn't wash. And I think at this level, at this level of the sport, John Jones, aside from Connor, arguably the biggest star in the sport, him GSP, whatever. You know, he gets multi-million dollars every fight. You know, it, it's just unbelievable that he hasn't got the intelligence, the sense to go. The thing is, I need to go into this mm, and take it very seriously. The thing is, there's there's a lot of athletes out there that are brilliant at what they do, but aren't necessarily academically switched on, right? And we've seen it. Yeah, he's, he's surrounded by money, Adam. Yeah, but we sit. This is what I'm saying. We've seen so many times where fighters and management teams and stuff like that relationships break down because someone's getting screwed over here, there, and everywhere, and a bit of naivety, X, Y, and Z, right? But like you say, it's got a few quid. So at some point you've got to go. That arrogance has got to. You've got to get rid of that arrogance, and you've got to go. I'm not good at this part of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm good when the when the cage door shuts. That's yeah. when I'm good. Yeah. Everything outside of there, I'm not that good at. So let's get some dudes that are really, really good at it. And he's done that. But the problem is the people he's brought in evidently aren't really, really good at it. Because otherwise he wouldn't be in this fucking situation. On multiple occasions, exactly. exactly. At some point, you go to yourself, well, hang on a minute, how come I'm here again? Yeah, yeah. If you're legit and you haven't done anything wrong, yeah. why are we here again? Adam, be even if you're not legit and you have done shit wrong, yeah. your management company's there, they, you employ them, they protect you, mm. you're making them money. Mm. It should be their job to have all this shit on lockdown. They should have all this done. And you know what? If if they did their job, and even if he had been tainted supplements and he is completely innocent, if they've done their job, they go into that California thing with a whole fucking defence, with the best lawyer's money can buy, with a whole explanation. But not only did John Jones walk in there with pure arrogance, the management team followed him in with pure arrogance. We don't need the defence because it's John Jones and we can do what the fuck we want. Well, you can't. You can't. And now it's going to cost Jones his career. I tr- you know, I actually believe John Jones won't fight again now. But after watching that hearing, I think he's finished. Mm-hmm. And I blame his management team for that. 
There you go. For not doing a job. We've no fights to talk about this weekend. No fights to get excited about this weekend because it's uh, a little bit of a, a rest week before we get locked in to UFC London. And next UFC week... UFC London. UFC London might be a little bit of a nightmare on our social media because Nick's hanging out with Dan Hardy, right? And uh, you know what they're like when they get together, them two. Obviously, I'm just just a bit part gooseberry type player don't get invited to nothing nope. and therefore they'll uh, they'll be hanging out all week making videos hanging together hey Dan let's do another video together let's uh, let's talk about what we're having for tea and then Dan will get out some vegan stuff and then Nick will pretend that he's a vegan in front of his <laughs> mates for a week <laughs> straight to McDonald's after. and then as soon as that conversation's finished he's off to Burger King <laughs> 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 anyway that's all coming next week so if you've got a ticket for UFC uh, London next yeah, week break it down next week we are breaking it down for you yeah, man. it should be absolutely tremendous loads of exciting names on that card uh, and we're going to be bringing you some exclusive content as well from uh, Fight Week as we build up towards UFC London courtesy of Nick and I've no doubt Dan will feature in as well alright uh, so thank you very much for listening to us if you uh, can get on iTunes right as a, a five star review it helps with our visibility in the iTunes chart that'd be absolutely tremendous much appreciated you can get us uh, Fight Disciples on iTunes fightdisciples.com is our website for all Android uh, feeds and our social media is at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And we'll have a quick breakdown of the Bama card this weekend as well on our Radio City Talk show this oh, week. Aye. So if you haven't listened You've to it You've got a guest already, on? Yeah, I've got a guest, Tim Barnett, the uh, the lightweight champion or the soon-to-be world lightweight champion of Bama, is uh, is joining me in the studio. So we'll have a good chat about that. We'll look ahead to that card. Is Jordy Shaw on that? Is he uh, Is he doing a bit? I'm not sure, actually, whether Jordy Shaw's on there. I don't think so. I don't think so, because he's more like, uh, he goes on the, like, the, the split Bellator cards, doesn't he? This fight's just ah, there. Right. This fight's just on is that Wembley Arena, isn't it? I think yeah, it's yeah. just on ITV4. Listen, the reason, I don't think Bama's involved. I'll tell you something. Right. involved in this. The one. reason why Nick, right, is doing that on his Radio City talk show is probably because he's he's done a little bit of a backhander with Bama. He's, you'll probably see him on TV this weekend with a new fade on, a quaff beard, doing all the punditry. I know what you like, you know what I mean? Looking after your own interests. He's bloody siphoning it off. I'll tell you something. He's John Jones' management team, this fucker here. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm, aren't you? I'm, I'm Jones, right? He's the bloody management team. No wonder he's driving around in a bloody new Billy Joe Saunders Lamborghini, enjoying himself. <laughs> Anyway, make sure you check it out. Uh, That's all available on our website, fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.